Welcome to Cognitive Rampage Podcast. Hope you're taking care of you. Hope you're living your Cognitive Rampage. You have to believe in the power of you. Uncomfortable is where the change is. Welcome to Cognitive Rampage Podcast. Hope you're taking care of you. Hope you are living your Cognitive Rampage. I'm your host, Adam Lowry, as usual. Joining me today on the podcast, well, to take us down the rabbit hole of myopathy, lenses, um, well, rabbit holes I love to jump into. Uh, welcome to the show, Jake Steiner, man. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right, man. It's uh, According to Florida weather, it is uh, 10 degrees below, but it just means it's uh, in the 50s. Florida weather. Wow. And it's probably daytime there too, huh? Yes, it is gorgeous outside. It is beautiful. But for a Florida native like myself, uh, might as well be zero below once it's below 60. <laughs> <laughs> I've got friends in Florida. I know how that is. Yeah, where are you at now? Um, I am in Myanmar, where it is in the middle of the night in a jungle. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. And what takes you to Myanmar in the middle of the jungle? Oh man, that's a lot. Another very long rabbit hole story. Um, I don't have a short version of this one, other than I do many things the long way. <laughs> All right, I thought maybe you were hiding out from the uh, optometrist mafia or something. <laughs> that might be a good idea too. Actually, probably yeah. All right, man. So let's walk down this rabbit hole, man. I am intrigued um, immensely by what do you what do you mean? What's what's the uh, what's the I don't want to say the, the C word, man. I don't want to say conspiracy. Right. Because people always tend to turn <sighs> off. I don't want to say that. Right. You know what I mean? Because I got enough right. myself. Right. So what's this uh, a billion dollar uh, cover up? All right. So it's a hundred billion dollars, actually. And. Uh, the story kind of starts with, I used to wear glasses and I used to wear like thick glasses. Um, for those who know the numbers, it was like minus five doctors, but it was really like the edges were really thick. And right now I've got 20-20 eyesight and I never did like LASIK or eye exercises or any of that stuff. I just figured out the science and biology basics behind how eyes work and of course, this is like we're talking, I started this 20 years ago, reversed my myopia, and now there's tens of thousands of people at myopia.org who've done the same, or not all of them have completely reversed the myopia, but have significantly reduced their dependence on glasses. Yeah, I have uh, heard a little bit about, uh, actually, we had Dr. Jack Cruz on here who was talking about um, a, a serious rise in, uh, I hope I'm saying it right, myopia, the way you're saying it sounds a lot cooler. Um, but it's a, it's a huge rise, uh, especially like uh, in, in some Asian countries and things like that. Yeah, that's true. In, in Hong Kong and in Singapore, school-aged children are now, 90% of them are myopic. So that's pretty much everybody. Yeah, let, walk down for the viewers that, what is that, right? I can hear some people going, well, what, what is that? Right. Yeah. And you know, I didn't realize this myopia.org has been around forever. And then people start asking me when we started doing podcasts, what does this, what does myopia even mean? 
I'm not good at marketing. Uh, it's nearsightedness or short-sightedness. It's basically if you need to wear glasses to see clearly at a distance. Okay, so basically if you need glasses. Right. All right, Pretty so if you, need, if you need glasses, um, and so all this, this where's it coming from, right? Is, is it the cell? Is it, uh, I think even Dr. Jack Cruz, uh, he talked someone about, he blamed the blue screens and staring at phones and laptops. Um, what's your take on it? Jack and I have slightly differing opinions on myopia specifically. Um, it, the, the cause is really well known. A Google Scholar, for anybody who, who likes to do the research on the science bit, I strongly recommend Google Scholar, scholar.google.com, where you're going to find all the peer-reviewed clinical science clearly discussing the cause of myopia. It's two very super simple things. There's no, actually no big conspiracy. It starts out as something called pseudomyopia, P-S-E-U-D-O, like pseudo as in not real. Uh, another term for it that's frequently used that's a little more fancy sounding is near-induced transient myopia. Near-induced meaning caused by up-close vision, right? Like you're staring at your screen or book too long. And transient meaning it was, would have gone away on its own. So you're early on, your vision not being great, right? Like you're thinking your eyes are not good is a... Uh, a muscle spasm. There's a, there's a circular muscle in your eye. It's called the ciliary muscle that, that moves the lens in your eye that shapes the, the lens for focus. And the closer you look at something, that, the harder that muscle is tense. And if you're staring at your phone or a book or whatever up close for hours and hours, eventually that muscle spasms. And now what happens is you binged on Netflix for five hours and now you look up and you're trying to see something clearly at a distance. And it's a bit blurred, but it's not because anything's wrong with your eye. It's just that that ciliary muscle, that focusing muscle is kind of temporarily locked up. That's, that's where all myopia starts, basically. All right. So it's basically just a tired muscle. Uh, I've certainly been there on a couple binge nights, right? And, I, and I'm looking away like, oh, my God, my vision's blurry. All right. So it's a natural thing. So um, walk me through. I mean, right, we have eye tests, right? We're staring at the E's and the letters, right? And and you can't see a certain one, and this thus defines that you have bad vision, right? Right. So, so what happens is all those fancy tests, by the way, and this is one of the things that, that I don't emphasize enough, all that, it's like a, it's like a magic show, you know, where they, they, they trick you in a way and they make it seem like this, but it's really like that. All that they're testing is how far you can see before there's blur. Because basically what happens is, Right, like you can see the big letter, but actually the reason you can see the big one and not the smaller ones, the big one is also blurry, but it's that much bigger that you can still read it. It's pretty obvious, so, right? <laughs> like, yeah, of I, course yeah, I can see it is bigger. <laughs> right. So, but all myopia is, and all diopters are, and what they call a prescription that's really just clear curved pieces of plastic, is a distance to blur. So if you're if you pick up a book and you look at it and you can see the letters clearly close enough and then you move the book further away and further away at some point all of a sudden you notice the letters are starting to look a little bit fuzzy if you measure that distance that is say for example it's 50 centimeters i know you're in florida you're using inches but right so the formula for figuring out how strong your glasses are is it's just 100 
divided by that distance. So if you can, if you can only see clear to 50 centimeters or whatever that is in inches, that 100 divided by 50 is two, right? So you would need two diopter glasses. And the only reason I'm saying this, most people are like, whatever, math, but all that complicated charade that the optometrist really is, is measuring that distance, which you can do at home. So, all right, so they're, they're telling you we should be able to see an X amount of distance is kind of the... the... Uh, that's how they're measuring how your eyesight is bad. And the reason that you get this whole complicated thing and nobody tells you, right, like you could measure this at home because it's just a measurement of distance that you can do by yourself is they sell you glasses. And wholesale, those lenses cost anywhere from $1 to $2. So, right when, when you're walking into oh lens God. crafters yeah, yeah so the la times had an article this isn't just me that's why i quote google scholar a lot and that's why like this la times article that uh, an executive uh, ex-executive from lens crafters revealed the whole thing of how huge that ripoff is they're making five six thousand percent profit on selling glasses that's better than they the drug dealing game <laughs> that's better they than are. the drug game man My, this is ridiculous <laughs> It is way back because literally, so this isn't just me saying it. You, you, if you Google search LA times lens crafters rip off, it's a huge article and quoting a bunch of stuff. And you can find this elsewhere too, like wholesale cost of lenses, one to $2. And we're talking like high quality lenses with all the coatings, all this stuff on it, the quality stuff that you're paying a hundred, 200, $300 for. So the, the steps are right. Like you have pseudomyopia, which is just a muscle spasm. The, the muscles locked up, you go to the optometrist, the optometrist gives you this whole song and dance, never letting you realize that all they're doing is checking a distance that you could be doing at home. And then they tell you this thing is a prescription, right? Even though it's just a clear piece of plastic, basically that's a dollar or $2. So you don't question it when the thing's 200 bucks because he says, yeah. this is a prescription and you need this, this and you is... wouldn't even understand Go, go ahead. They're, go creating ahead go this, ahead. they're creating this complexity for a thing that's just, it's a clear curve piece of plastic and figuring out how much of that plastic you need. It's just you in a measuring tape and five minutes at home. And, but hey, is your prescription still good, right? We're okay to pay hundreds of dollars for prescriptions, right? But it, rather it's like, here's the curved piece of plastic that works for you. Yeah. And that's all it is. I mean, if you go to in Florida, I mean, if you go to a, a Walgreens, you can pick up over-the-counter pain medication drugs that are way more risky and dangerous and complex than glasses are, right? Like we're literally talking about a clear piece of plastic, but they call it prescription. So you don't ask a lot of questions because again, right? Like how do you sell a $2 thing for 300 bucks that doesn't have any competitive differentiator? Like you can't, they're not patented, right? Like it's really easy to make them. You can buy them from China. You can buy them from anywhere. The way they make that happen is to make it look real complicated, call it a prescription, and then you don't ask questions. Right, because they're like, well, do you want this kind of coating, this kind of coating, the super-duper coating, the, the ones that change colors in the sunlight, right? I mean, there's like five different levels to the idea of sunglasses or the idea of eyeglasses. And actually, the ones that, that, that change color in the sunlight, those are transitions, and they're actually... Um, made in clear water so and those are kind of expensive like i'll those are not one or two dollars but sure the, the sure regular not. coatings 
<laughs> yeah. I, I get it. It's the upgrade, right? You got to have the transition lenses. So, so what's really happening, right? If somebody's saying my eyes are bad, right? Let's say they don't have glasses yet and the eyes they believe are bad, right? Maybe they can't see at night or they're having trouble reading a book or seeing, you know, the, a movie at distance, right? What, what, what's happening there? So, okay. So the thing started out as a muscle spasm, right? And the reason I always say Google Scholar is because look that stuff up because there is, whenever there's disagreement, like the optometrist will tell you it's genetic, right? And it's in, ca in the case of myopia, there's no debate because when you type in lens-induced myopia or no, we get to lens-induced myopia. When you type in pseudomyopia or near-induced transient myopia, you'll get like 10,000 results on Google Scholar. Like this is no longer a thing where it's not a conspiracy. It's not even a debate. Like science has figured out muscle spasm. And then what happens, right? Like, so the muscle is locked up in close-up mode. Mm -hmm. And what happens is it, it shaped that lens to where the light focuses on the back of the retina in a way, in a spot that works for close-up, right? But now when you look at distance, that muscle doesn't fully relax. The light doesn't hit, like doesn't focus on the retina. It focuses in front of it because... You're, you're meant to be in close-up mode. And what the glasses do that you buy is that they move the light back where it's supposed to be for distance. But the reason it's not there in the first place is because the muscle has a spasm, right? So instead of letting the muscle relax, right, you, you keep the muscle locked up, you're getting a lens instead that moves the light. A more interesting thing happens where that, the eyeball, right, lens in the front, retina, where the light focuses in the back, always adjusts in length. It's called axial change or axial elongation on Google Scholar, where there's a built-in mechanism in the eye that controls its length. And that works throughout your entire life, right? Like that, that's an ongoing process where the eye keeps rechecking, am I the perfect length? Because it never is, right? So it's always slightly adjusting. And there's tons of science that shows that this is happening. And what happens is when you put on glasses, the glasses move the light further back in your eye. And that mechanism now notices that and goes, I'm too short. So the eye elongates. And an elongated eye is an eye that's myopic. So the longer the eye gets, the quote unquote worse your vision gets. But the eye only gets longer because of the stimulus that comes from that lens that you were sold. And that's called lens-induced myopia. And if you type lens-induced myopia into Google Scholar, Last time I checked a couple days ago, it was over 50,000 search results citing only clinical studies, right? Like this is not regular Google and all the nonsense. This is just Google Scholar that only searches clinical research and published studies. 50,000 plus results. So there's no question, right? Like there is no question that the minus lenses cause the eyeball to get longer and by that cause more myopia. So essentially kind of, uh, it's a cheat. So if you're wearing glasses that are helping you cheat, the eye stops naturally doing what it would naturally do. Exactly, exactly. You're just creating an artificial stimulus, right? The eye doesn't know about the plastic sitting in front of it, so it just assumes its length is wrong. But what happens with this, interestingly, is that one or $2 that turns into $300, right? Like that 5,000% markup, now you come back next year, that stimulus happened. Now you need stronger glasses. So you Holy get the shit. Sales. 
Holy shit. So it's once I got you in glasses, I mean, it's selling crack. Once I got you, you're going to need more and more and more and a new prescription or your prescription is good for two years, whatever. So we got you in the, in the chain. And so the eye, as it adjusts and people put glasses on and go, Oh, I see better. I do see better. It's working because the eye doesn't know and naturally adjusts to the light in the back. So it gives you better vision at a distance and then as your eye gets used to that after a while, it stops working as it normally would and it elongates itself. So whether it's near or sightedness, how near or far sightedness, however you're structured to it, the eye then just worsens and worsens. Right. And it actually and it actually doesn't even worsen. It just it's a healthy eye. It just adjusts. So there's no there's no genetic condition, there's no illness, there's no there's nothing wrong with the eye. Like you becoming more myopic. All it actually means is your eye is perfectly healthy and it's just responding to that stimulus. It's just responding. It's trying to correct itself for that lens that it doesn't know is sitting in front of it. Yes. Yeah, to me, it's always seemed unnatural, right? See, look, I, I, I got my transitions right here and uh, I don't know if I'm going to have them anymore. Um, but I, I do. I wear them as least as possible, right? And I, I literally try to not to because anytime I do wear them at a length of time and I take them off, I'm one, I'm blurry for the next two or three hours. And I'm like, what's what's wrong? My eyes are worse. And so I don't wear them out. I don't wear them driving. I, I tend to put them on if I'm typing or staring at a laptop, which I don't know, is that that may make it worse. But I, I've always thought I've, I've had glasses issued for, you know, five, six years now. And I've only recently started wearing them consistently for like the last maybe six, seven months. Because I all I thought that. What you're saying, I thought. I always felt like my eyes were worse the more often I wore my glasses. And that's absolutely true. And that, that is, okay, so lens-induced myopia in Google Scholar, 50,000 clinical study references, right? Like, it, there is no question about this stuff. I have internal sales documents from big lens companies quoting these studies. Like everybody knows this, except the optometrist who just went to school to measure your eyes and like sell glasses. Like this is, this is known stuff. A, it's known stuff. And B, you describe exactly what's going on firsthand, right? Like you put the glasses on, you wear them for three or four hours, and you can't see as well without them as you could before you put them on. It's fucking like, drugs, Jake. <laughs> It's drugs because once you do the drugs for a couple hours, you take them off. You need more and more drugs as the months and days and weeks go on. You need more and more. And if you don't have the drugs, you're in withdrawal symptoms. So you're fucking feeling like shit. Then you got to get more like, holy shit, man. That's all it is. That's all it is. And my problem with the whole thing and the reason I'm doing this whole myopia thing is because I feel like if you go to McDonald's or if you do drugs, right? you know what you're getting yourself into, right? Like you're eating junk food because you want to eat junk food. I know it's bad for me, whatever. If you're going to do drugs, you know it's bad for you. With glasses, nobody tells you this thing, right? Like well, I'm not the, trying to the tell The optometrist people. goes, I'm going to change your life today. You know I mean, yeah, I'm going to change it. That's what he told me like four or five years ago when, when I was like, all right, I, I guess I need glasses for some reason. It's what you do. You, you get health insurance, you go to the optometrist, right? You get your eyes checked once a year or whatever. And that old dude looked at me. He's like, I'm going to change your life today, son. And literally, literally he was going to fuck my life. up. <laughs> what he was going to do. And that's exactly what happens. And the thing is, and when you said conspiracy theory, I am exactly, I know, right? Because it sounds 
crazy, right? And that's why I keep quoting scientific stuff because I'm like, it's not, this is not one of the conspiracy theories. This is just, it's incredibly profitable. And it's just like diabetes and all kinds of other things where there are better answers out there, right? Then keep eating shit and take this medication. But in a lot of those areas, there's some awareness, right? Like people already know, like maybe some types of diabetes aren't really things that only medication can fix. With glasses, it's still like there's no discussion, right? Like if you search on this stuff, besides myopia, there's not much really that says, here's really what's going on. And that bugs me. Yeah, well, shit. Yeah, I can see where it's just an obvious thing because it doesn't feel like anyone's being hurt. No one's dying, you know, from uh, myopia. No one's dying from this, right? They're, they're just assuming as you get older, you get glasses. It's been that way forever. That's just what you do. Man, what a sneak attack, man. It is. And, it's, and I'm, I'm a stock trader. I'm not very good at it, but I trade stock and I invest in businesses. And I own a fair amount of lens stock that I started buying when I got into this, when I started looking at, this is a growth industry. It is a growth industry and it's made a, a good amount of money for me. And it continues in that direction. As Jack said, right? Like more and more people need glasses. And then what happens is then you upgrade them to contact lenses and then you upgrade them to LASIK. And LASIK also doesn't last, right? Cause LASIK is just another, LASIK is just the lens cut straight into your eye. But if your eye was getting worse before, it's going to continue to get worse. So you're going to need more stuff after. So once you set foot in that retail shop, they got you as a repeat customer. Yeah, the LASIK things always scared the shit out of me. There's no way in hell I'm letting somebody put a laser in my eye. You go blind for a couple minutes and then like, oh, don't worry, you'll see again soon. No fucking way. Uh, now, some people swear by it. They get LASIK. They're like, oh, my God, my vision's great. It's amazing. It was the best thing I ever did. You know, some people really swear by that. Yeah, and it works for some people. But the FDA's own website has a page that cites the risks. And when I read that, I was like, really? Like, their own website, like, the risk factors and none of these things are reversible are pretty significant. And then the guy, Morse Waxler, was the guy, the, the main FDA advisor who got the whole thing approved. He's been outspoken since for years, saying this should have never gone through and he deeply regrets it. And he's been on the news and he's been talking about it. But of course, the genie is out of the bottle now. But like the main FDA guy, right, that was involved in this process has since said, this thing should not be on the market. Holy All shit. Yeah, all of these things. I didn't know that. So the main inventor of LASIK surgery has now come out and said, no, 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 no. Not the inventor, but the guy at the FDA oh, who approved that it. made sure that helped get it approved, right? Like he says, we should have not done that. But it makes too much money now. And people, people want that fix, right? That's, they don't want to hear necessarily about the other stuff. There's guys like you who go, that seems like a bad idea, right? Like, kind of common sense yeah and some people just line it up to the best lasik doctors in the united states i'm like you guys are crazy you have two eyes you're gonna shoot it with a laser where you get blind for a couple minutes and just hope it comes back you guys you're out of your fucking mind so i mean how far does this go back do you know the origins of this of of where like this the idea because i mean we, we've seen glasses right all the way back to what 14 15th century right yeah, 16th century, somewhere around there. It goes pretty far back. Originally, 
the glasses were invented around that time. I want to say 16th century, and it was monks, because monks were the only ones reading, right? So monks <laughs> were sitting, writing books and reading books in, in front of little candles, and they got, right, like the muscle locked up, and then they figured out that moving the light back in the eye will fix it. So when they call these things prescriptions, I used to joke about this all the time, like 16th century, right? Like these things have been around forever and nothing's changed other than now it's a hundred billion dollar industry. Right. I get it. Right. It's kind of like, uh, what's Joe Rogan's joke is, uh, we, you know, we were writing with a pin you know, or a feather when we made the constitution, right? We got to update some shit. So we're going back to the 16th century where they just held a piece of glass to their eye. Now they put the tag on, it says Ray-Ban and they can sell it to you for 400 fucking dollars. It's crazy. Some of the th amounts of money people pay for glasses, the amounts of money I used to pay for glasses, it's just nuts when you realize the wholesale cost, not even the manufacturing cost, just the cost to the retail optic shop is just laughably low. And now the, things are changing pretty quickly because now all this stuff's going online, right? Like now we can buy glasses for 20 bucks online and people go, well, how is that possible? But they must be cutting corners. It's the same stuff. <laughs> It's the same stuff. It's just now it's no longer 5,000% markups. Right. It must be cutting corners, right? Well, buy one pair, get the second pair free. The first pair is 150 fucking dollars. No wonder they can give you a second pair free. It's cost them two damn dollars. Yeah. And the worst part is that, that once you wear them, you're creating the scenario exactly as you described. You wear those things too long, your eyes adjust to them, and then you need them, right? Like it's, it's well, like can, you said. Can we like reverse it, Jake? I mean, you said you reversed yeah. it. You got your eyes back. What? Do, how do we reverse that? Because now I'm, I'm, you know, I was wearing these a little bit before we got on here, and it was funny before we started. I'm like, I better not be wearing these before Jacob's on, right? And so I take them off. My eyes are still blurry right now. I mean, not full blurry, right? I'm not, I'm not too thick there, you know. But you know, so I've started, right? I'm in. I'm, I'm hooked on the on the eyeglass heroin now, right? Um, what do we do? So. The, what I what I what I described those the two things that I described are the only things that matter. One is the your ciliary muscle locks up, like you go on a you go on a four hour Netflix binge, and then you try to read something that you could read before at a distance, right? Like you print an eye chart and you hang it on the wall, and you check it and you can read it, and then you watch Netflix on your iPad for four hours, and then the chart's blurry. If that's the case, that's your focusing muscle just locked up right? And then you go for a walk for an hour, or you do something outside, or you do something not related to screens, and then you check that eye chart again at the same distance, and it's clear again. So that muscle spasm is gone, right? Like that's kind of the first, it depends how strong your glasses are. Like for somebody who listens to this, who's got like giant Coke bottles, that's not going to work, obviously. But like in your specific case, you can really easily check, did I overdo it? Like, did my muscle lock up, right? I can't see the chart that I could see four hours ago. And then if you spent enough time to where the text is as clear as it was before, then the muscles relaxed again. And that's kind of the first step is starting to get to know like when are you overdoing it with a close-up and how much of a break do you need? So right. treating your eye like a, like a muscle or anything else, right? Is how long have I lifted? I got to give my muscles a break. Rest is just as important as activity. So how, how much activity am I or how much am I straining my eye? Right. And you can quantify it, right? There's no guessing. Like if you do the eye chart thing, you put it on a wall, you figure out how far you can get from it, that you can still read it. And then just compare, you know, different parts of the day or different activities. How does the chart look now? 
you can real easily tell when you're basically stressing on that. The second part is you're doing something not even consciously that makes your eyes go from blurry after you wear your glasses. You're a great example because you're right at that cost where your glasses aren't so strong that you need them all the time. You take them off and there's something you do where stuff's blurry, right? And eventually it gets less blurry. You're, you're challenging your vision, right? Like you're, you're looking at something that's normally clear that's blurry right now. And you're telling yourself, this is not how blurry this thing usually is, right? So you're, it's kind of a roundabout way. We call it active focus because there's no real good term for it. When you're basically like, for example, you might blink at something and go, oh, I know I can see better than this. And then it clears up a bit. It's like there's like a margin between just passively kind of looking around and challenging your eyesight. Like there's a little bit of margin in there. You're doing this because you're going from blurry after glasses to less blurry. So whether you're consciously doing it or not, you're definitely like looking at things around you that are normally clear and that are blurry now and you're making yourself clear them up. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, uh, I, I know anytime I, I take my glasses off, it's going to be about an hour before I get, before I'm back to normal. Right. I, I'm cause I'll take it off. I'm pretty sensitive about uh, being aware of kind of my eyesight and hearing things like that. So when I take them off, I just know the world's going to be a little blurry for about an hour or less, depends on what I'm doing. And I wait and then it adjusts and I'm like, all right, my, my vision's back. And I'm not saying it's great vision, right? But it's back. And um, so, yeah, I certainly understand that. Yeah. So for people that wear stronger glasses, it's the same kind of idea, but basically you slowly dial back, right? Like I used to have say minus five, right? Like that's a big number. And then with minus five, I could see the eye chart perfectly clear, like ants on the moon, right? So I dial it back to like 4.75, like one step down. I could still see the chart, but now maybe the smallest letters were too blurry, right? And now if I go outside with those classes, then I can still read car license plates, but not as easily as before. Like I've got to like look at it and look at it again and take a moment and maybe blink at it, right? because now I'm having to challenge my eyesight just a little bit. Like people make the mistake of just throwing away their glasses or whatever. Instead of that, you just dial it down a tiny little bit to where not all vision is super easy, basically. So you, you mean to tell me you titrate off your glasses as if just like you would uh, an opiate medication? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's exactly the same. And basically what happens is that same stimulus, and this is where up until now, there's no question. The science is clear. From this point on, the science is, there's some supporting evidence, but a lot of it is stuff that, that I'm saying, that we're finding, that's, that's not well substantiated. The eyeball also shortens. People argue about this. I, will, I can show plenty of, not plenty, but I can show research that demonstrates that the eyeball shortens, but there's debate of whether it's our methods or other stuff, blah. But Basically, the eyeball will shorten the way it elongated just with stimulus and just with slowly, on average, right? And, and we've been doing this for 20 years now. Tens of thousands of people have done this. On average, you can dial it back by one step. That's like 0.25 doctors every three to four months and continue that improvement. So basically, every three to four months, you can reduce your glasses and get to the same clarity of vision that you had with the previous higher glasses. 
Gotcha. So, but so by naturally, just uh, maybe age induced, we tend to lose vision naturally. There's a different thing. So, age related is the lens hardens. Um, so the lens is flexible, right? And there's a circular ring muscle that's around it. That's the focusing muscle, and that pulls that lens to shape it for close-up. And as we get older, that lens gets harder. There's no real known fix or cure or anything for that. And what happens with that is it affects your close-up vision. So eventually, at some point, when you put a book or a screen or whatever real close, you can't see it super clearly anymore because that, that lens is harder now and the muscle can't shape it quite as much. So you, you like see older people holding things at kind of at arm's length because yeah. the muscle can still work that, but it can't work it super close anymore. That's, that's called presbyopia. That's, a different, that's different from myopia. It's also a thing where it's debatable whether you really need glasses for that, but the fact that that happens, that's definitely, that's true. That's different than myopia, which is not a real thing. I uh, gotcha. So age induced basically is I, I do. I'm sorry. I can see some of the old people I know right there. You, you show them something, they go, they, they right. back up and give you that look to see it. So this, this becomes a natural occurring thing by the, the muscle hardening in the eye. So distance doesn't seem to be much of a problem, but up close becomes a, a problem over with age. Right. To some extent. Yeah. But uh, the younger generation, I mean, when we're talking 90% of, of children in, in China are, are wearing glasses now, this is something different. This is inducing the myopia uh, because of the glasses. Yeah, and that's like it starts out with, with this, right? Like toddlers having iPads as babysitters, right? Starts out there, and then they end up at an optometrist, and the optometrist says, well, they need glasses, right? And it's, it's not a conspiracy and the optometrists aren't evil. And there's plenty of optometrists who know this. We've got a Facebook group that has friendly optometrists in it that agree with this, that understand this. But generally speaking, it's a retail store, right? Like most optic shops are in the mall next to a shoe store. And well, they, they jobs... got them now. They, they got them now. You walk, I walked into one where I, um, I went to get my eyes checked. And I, I got to walk through their eyeglass mall, basically, before I even get to the doctor's <laughs> office. And, and the markup was even bigger there than, say, lens crafters or something like that, you know? And they put me through all the fancy machines and the clicks and the which one's better, two or three, one or six, six or seven, right? And I'm going like, all right, it's magically they can see if my eye works, you know what I mean? And it, they're right there. Right. And all that is, that one or three or this better or that better, measuring distance to blur. And that's part of the charade that annoys the crap out of me because nobody tells you. It's just how f they're just checking how far you can see before this blur, which you could do at home, right? And again, like I said, the stuff's all headed online now because there's a bunch of places online you can buy glasses for 20 bucks. And I'm sure Amazon and Alibaba and everybody else who loves big profit margins online is going to get into this. There's now IQ is a, a, like a little gadget you can hook up to your phone that you can just buy online pretty cheap and it does the same thing it just measures your eyesight so you can you can buy this i don't know how much it costs like 20 30 bucks right and they deliver it in the mail you hook it up to your phone it gives you a quote-unquote prescription then you buy glasses online so it's like how when uber came around right like how that screwed up the taxi industry i feel like that's around the corner for retail optometry because those margins are way too big for the internet to ignore.
Yeah, waiting on like the the dollar eyeglass store. I mean, what you're facing here, Jake, man, it is a lot like what what I've been battling on the on the opiate side and treatment side is in mental health side. Yes, people need mental health treatment. Yes, some medications work for some people. Uh, be that antidepressants, opiates, or whatever. Some people need that stuff. But the mass numbers to which that are using those prescription drugs and being prescribed those is actually making it worse and is unnecessary. And you're, you're saying the same thing here. But, and I face the idea, well, they're helping them with mental health, right? And so you're facing the same thing here is that some people do need, you know, some eyeglasses or have some eye issues, I guess, as they get older and need sure. some things and they need eye surgery or eye care and optometry, right? That exists, but not at the fucking levels of, of which these 400 percent markup glasses and 90 percent of of children in, in china and heck man I, I see them in america man they're these kids walking around at four years old with their little plastic like goggles type glasses i mean that kid's he's screwed right he's gonna just he's gonna be wearing like you said coke bottles by the time he's 12 super screwed and not only that like now the peripheral vision for that kid is messed up right because when you're wearing glasses you got this it's like tunnel vision. So your yeah. peripheral vision isn't working right. So their fine motor control skills development questionable, right? Their, their social development, because now you don't have peripheral vision, right? So your visual cortex goes, something's wrong, right? So you're not like jumping left and right and bouncing around to the same extent because your brain the whole time is on high alert going, I can't see from here on out. It's all blurry. I'm right? gonna like, e so I'm gonna get emails for this, Jake. But I'm saying it, it it explains the nerd kids that never do well in sports. They don't get picked, right? Because their eyes can't function. Your hand and eye coordination is off. Yes, and that is and that is okay. Now we're 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 moving into areas that are debatable. Like like the first part of this, how myopia happens is unquestionable, and I always repeat that because it's a big enough fight as it is. So when I get into this stuff, it's like people argue with me and they might well be right, right? Like this is anecdotal. I got into glasses in my teen years because that was before phones and screens and stuff. But, you know, like you're in school and you're studying all the time. And I thought I was horrible at sports. I barely passed sports. I, I was afraid of the ball, right? Like it was just a mess. And I thought that was me. Like, I genuinely was like, I'm a clumsy dude. I just don't have the coordination, right? Like, that's been my thing. Last month, I just got back three weeks ago. We spent a month kite surfing in Vietnam. Oh, man. That's so it's just the hand-eye coordination affected by the vision and peripheral vision. And kite surfing is a complicated thing when it comes to coordination, right? Like, you've got to surf on this board in waves. At the same time, you're flying a kite, right? That you got to move. Like it is, like as far as sports go, that is one that requires a fair amount of, of sporting ability, whatever you call that in English, that I would have never thought I had. But since I now have normal eyesight, I've slowly come around to going, I used to literally be surprised. Like somebody would throw a ball and I would catch it. And I'd be like, what? Like somehow my hands were able to do something that I consciously thought like, I'm too clumsy for this stuff, but it really is just like glasses totally screw up how you're interacting in this three-dimensional space. Man, the cognitive dissonance, Jake, is going to be so strong on this when, when my listeners are listening to this and there's parents that have already gotten their kid glasses or they've been wearing them. 
I mean, you're going to hit a heavy cognitive dissonance. I mean, I'm sure you already know, but uh, I can see the parent right now looking over at their six-year-old or 10-year-old that they've got glasses on, and they'd have to convince themselves they made a mistake. Well, the the, the good news thing, okay, a couple of things. Like, for one, I might be wrong on lots of stuff, right? Like, I, I try to draw that clear line of here's what we know about the science, and then we're trying to work out like how does this effectively work as far as reversing it in most cases that i've seen anyway this is not a permanent issue right like so if a parent is freaking out about the kid it's not a permanent issue it's just like it's kind of a setback right like like if your kid is obese right like if your kid doesn't have to be obese for the rest of his life it's just yeah maybe we need to make a diet change the same thing is with eyesight as far as i can tell and I'm not a doctor or anything other than a dude who no longer needs glasses, is you can slowly get the kid out of glasses again. It will just take a little bit of a learning curve and a lot less iPads. Hey, man, I, I, I like how you end it with the, uh, I'm, I'm, the, the sky is falling according to me, and you're like, ah, it's okay. You ease it in on there, Jake, man. I, I, I appreciate that, man. It's, uh is there anything else we haven't hit on this uh, on this show, man, that you'd, you'd like think, to go into? I think that's kind of broad strokes. I mean, there's a lots of other things. Like we kind of touched on the kids and the developmental issues, but it's also like if you look at people with glasses, their posture is funny, right? Like because they don't have the same natural – like if they want to look at you, they need to look through the center of the lenses, right? So their head movement and eye movement is not the same as somebody who doesn't wear glasses makes them seem awkward like the nerdy thing you said right once you once you start paying attention to this you'll notice it like somebody who doesn't wear glasses or only wears contact lenses versus somebody who wears glasses you'll start noticing how they feel more awkward because they don't move the way you'd expect posture like people who need glasses usually have the neck kind of down like this because they like need to screw in on their screen right so there's a lot of and you gotta I'm not going to get into it, but you got to wonder how that affects a lot of our social interaction and our life in general when there is this like visually distinctness that somebody has that makes them seem not quite right because they're wearing glasses. There's all kinds of research that points to posture issues relating to so much in our lives and more and more about posture is coming out. Uh, a couple of people I know are doing some research as posture related to actual mental health issues. Um, structure of our body, muscle density, as far as that uh, perpetuating anxiety, depression, et cetera. So, I mean, there's, I, I, I'm now seeing, we, we've just walked through the tip of the iceberg of the possible rabbit hole. I, I, I see what you mean here. Yeah, because anxiety is another big one, right? Like your peripheral vision is gone, right? So the evolutionarily speaking, the thing that was warning you about there's movement in the bushes, the tiger might eat you is not functioning right? So you're kind of in this ongoing forever alert stage of where your brain goes, this whole system that, that is supposed to warn you of things around you is not functioning. And again, this is, this is where we deviate and this is where I'm just talking and who knows what the, what the facts are, but I'm hugely concerned, right? Because you have these things in front of your eye that limit your vision to this tiny thing. And we know how peripheral vision is super important and not having it seems to correlate to some level with some cases at least of people just feeling like permanent ongoing anxiety my god man well now we've scared the shit out of everybody jake and we <laughs> 
Um, I, I, I got to wrap this one up though, man. I, I'd love to, to schedule again with you and go deeper if that's all right with you. Yeah, that's fine. It's like 1130 here. So I'm totally fine with wrapping it up too. All right. Well, we put 40 minutes in, man. It's 1130 in the afternoon here, man. I, uh, Jake, thanks for, um, well, backing, backing up something I had thought a long time ago. I had, I currently really had thought that my eyes have gotten worse ever since I started wearing these and it's, uh, true. Yeah, try wear them less. Uh, I'm not gonna wear them again ever. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm I'm. I don't need to titrate. I'm going cold turkey. Well, but unless you need them for like driving or something, right? Like, no, nah, I'm not that bad. I, I I just squint when I have to. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. See, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. All right, Jake, man. Uh, I, I love what you're doing. I'd love to have you back on and uh, tell me about what you're doing in the jungles of Miramar. Uh, a lot longer but uh i gotta extend a couple things but you, you're welcome back on the cognitive rampage anytime my friend awesome i really appreciate it man no thank you thank you for what you're doing man keep fighting out there man and uh keep letting them know all right thanks see you buddy see you